Welcome to Toddler Toolkit Podcast, the ultimate parenting guide tailored for the unique challenges of raising twins, multiple kids, or little ones close in age. Hi, I'm Heather, master's in education and proud twin mama of busy toddlers. You might have tried advice tailored for one child, but that's not our journey, right? With a decade of teaching experience under my belt, I've seen it all from toddlers to teenagers in the classroom. Now, as a parent to two toddlers, I'm experiencing the flip side of the coin. So whether you have two under two or just looking for tips that work in tandem, you're in the right place. Let's unlock the secrets to understanding toddler behavior, preventing meltdowns, and raising intuitive, resilient children who listen in two seconds. Hi, mamas. Welcome to our very first podcast episode. I am so excited that you are here. In this episode, I'll introduce you to what this podcast aims to achieve. We'll delve into understanding toddler behavior, share strategies for reducing those all too common meltdowns, and explore how to raise resilient, self-regulated toddlers. Whether you're juggling twins, multiple toddlers, two under two, or grappling with sibling dynamics, or just seeking effective parenting strategies, this episode paves the way for a series filled with insights, tips, and camaraderie. Let's dive in and start our parenting journey together. I just wanted to give you a quick brief outline what we're going to talk about in this podcast. First, I want to talk about why early childhood is so important and what is going on in your toddler's brain right now. Then we will deep dive into what I identified three important buckets for your toddler that must be filled. If they're filled, we will see less behavior and less meltdowns. And then I want to give you my 10 best meltdown tips, which I will go over with you. And some of them I will want to go into more detail in another podcast episode. So let's go ahead and get started. So after birth, throughout early childhood, there is a rapid increase in synapses being formed in your toddler's brain. So by the time your child is around the age of two to three years old, the number of synapses peak they're reaching a count that's up to twice as high as many adults. And as your child gets older, the active synapses become stronger and the inactive ones fade away. This is called pruning. So your child has all these experiences and opportunities and the synapses that are remain active are going to become stronger. That's why it's so important when we do this early childhood learning through play. And the inactive ones are going to fade. So just knowing this, it really gives us our mission on how we want to show up for our toddlers. And I believe that our toddlers have three buckets. Okay, the first bucket is the learning bucket. The second is an independence bucket. And the third is an attention bucket. So let's talk about each bucket and break it down for you. So the learning bucket is different for toddlers. It's not the learning that you're going to see in older childhood. Okay. In early childhood, learning is play. So we're learning through play. So play-based learning is super important and it is going to help your child develop many skills many, many skills, cognitive skills, problem-solving skills, 
self-regulation skills. There's just so many to name. The independence bucket, your toddler is learning that they have a say and they want some type of control of their world. And so their independence bucket can be filled when they get to make choices. When your toddler makes choices, it is a beautiful thing, not just for individuality, but it also helps build their confidence. I also want to talk about the last bucket, which is the attention bucket. So that attention is bonding and connecting with you. You are the most important person. They also get their attention bucket filled from others in the community as well. That could be family members, siblings and friends, neighbors, maybe library class with other peers, other toddlers. So all of those experiences are very important as well. But I just want to say that connecting with you is just at the forefront of important right now. Early education is so important. It's laying the foundation for our toddlers to grow up with the skills and resiliency. We are just starting to understand the impact on learning opportunities and experiences in the toddler years. And those three buckets I just mentioned are all proactive. They're all proactive strategies that we can do that reduce meltdowns and have our toddler on track for behavior that is in line with what we want to see from them. Because oftentimes we might expect that our toddlers have a certain behavior. Our toddlers are navigating so much and intaking and learning and building all of those synapses. There's a lot going on right now. And as adults, it can be easy for us to have expectations of what our toddler's behavior should look like. But if we realize all of what they are going through and they are just learning, we can be aligned and meet them where they are. And when we can do that, we can see that more behaviors of what we really hope that we see. And what I mean by that is, you know, is your toddler throwing, hitting, kicking, struggling with sharing, running away when you're out at the grocery store, not listening when you're at the playground, flopping on the floor? All of these things, I am here. I have a toolbox to help you with. And also navigating meltdowns, exactly what to do in a meltdown. I want to give you all of these tools, but I cannot put that all into one episode. And I think it's better for you to absorb it in smaller chunks and pieces. So I want to give you next my 10 best meltdown tips And now I want to say that I'm not going to go super in depth with these because I want to have other episodes where I really deep dive into those. We'll go over my 10 best meltdown tips when we are back from our break. Hey mamas, let's take a quick break. I wanted to share with you Meltdown Mastery, the listening and skilled toddler mini course. Get helpful tools sent straight to your inbox and get your child to listen in two seconds. Imagine a calm home with less meltdowns. Go to the show notes for the link or head to twinmomroadmap.com backslash guides for super helpful tools and resources. Also, become a part of our cozy Facebook community for support, conversation, and double the laughter. Link in show notes to join. 
Okay, mamas, here are my 10 best meltdown tips. Number one, be calm and non-reactive. So our toddlers are reading our body language and our tone in our voice. And if we have excitement in our voice, our toddlers can feed off of that in multiple ways especially if we want our toddlers to not engage in a behavior like hitting, kicking, throwing, running away at the grocery store. All of those examples definitely can play and feed into how our toddler perceives our energy coming at them. Now, obviously, always safety is important. So If you need to react because it's a safety issue, I'm not talking about that. Obviously, use your best parent judgment there. But overall, if we want to reduce meltdowns, being calm and non-reactive is solid advice, but easier said than done. Number two, use redirections. So distract your toddler from unwanted behavior to something else and present your child with an alternative toy, activity, task, or action. So if you have two children, two toddlers, and one wants a toy that another one has, you could try using redirection. You're going to distract them from a toy. Now, what you could do is you could give the toy that the child wanted to that child and then distract the other child with another toy. This is more or less of a Band-Aid. Obviously, we want to be working on sharing skills. That's why these early childhood skills are important and early play social skills are important because while we might be fixing a situation temporarily, we want to work on the underlying root and give a solid foundation for our toddlers. We can also use redirection if our toddler's doing something we don't want them to do. They're throwing something. You can distract them. There's a lot I have to say about this one, and I'm going to save it for another episode, but you can use distractions to get your child to do an appropriate replacement of what they're doing. Okay, so number three, tell your child what you want them to do instead of what you don't want them to do. So this is focusing their energy on what you want them to do. So if they are throwing a toy car in the air and you want them to play with the toy car appropriately, you could tell them cars cars go vroom, vroom on the ground. So fun. So that is using some of number two, but we're also telling them what to do. So instead of saying, no, stop, don't throw the car, we are telling them what we want them to do. Now, I understand this. Not in every situation does this work, and I have something for that, but that is for another podcast episode. So number four, use proactive and positive praise. So catch those positive praise moments and don't let one slip by. Often we can get stuck up in focusing on what we don't want to happen or what's not working. And this can happen with us as adults. We're always thinking about what went wrong, our stresses, and we need moments where we remember what we're grateful for, what we're thankful for, what is going right in our day. And that is the same when we are talking to our children as well, is to also use that strategy. So 
out of a day, your child is doing a ton of positive things that we want them to do, but maybe that just isn't catching our eye. So we really want to train our brain to focus on the positive things our toddlers are doing and catch those moments and tell them good job for it, even if it's something small. You know, sometimes as adults, we can have these high expectations of ourselves. And I really believe that can project onto our toddlers as well. Breaking things down into smaller chunks, finding smaller wins, praise your toddler for doing something, for listening, that could get them back on track for the behavior that you want to see with your toddler. Number five, utilize what your child is good at and use that as a replacement behavior. So your child is going to have some strengths. Maybe they're engaging in something that you don't want them to, but you can focus on what they're good at. So if, if your toddler is really good at helping out, maybe helping clean up, then use number four, praise, but also number five, utilize what they're good at. You know they're they're good at cleaning up. So maybe they were doing something like they shouldn't have been doing, like throwing, throwing toys at their sibling because they were, something upset them, right? It's time to clean up. And if your child just lights up every time, they love clean up, they love the clean up song, you can use that as a replacement behavior as well. But also, you are praising and focusing on what your child's strengths are. And that reinforces that. Now your child knows that they get praise when they help and they like to help. And when they help, they're not focusing on what they shouldn't be doing or they're not getting attention from you for what they shouldn't be doing. Instead, they're getting attention for you for what they should be doing. And you may have heard teachers tell stories about they had a child in their class that was causing a lot of trouble, always interrupting. But when they gave that child the role of the classroom helper, their behavior totally turned around. And that example can totally work depending on your individual child. Because I know every child is different and has different strengths. And what works for one child might not work for another child. Okay, number six, Give your child boundaries and consequences and stick to them. Yeah, so when we don't follow through with things and we don't have a system in place, then we can train our children and our toddlers not to listen to us. So it's super important that we have healthy boundaries with our children and consequences. This is a whole nother episode, but you know, it goes to back to some of the other strategies I mentioned before, like redirecting your child. If they are still not listening, we need to have some in-place consequences that you know that you can use in your toolkit and you don't have to think about. And by the time you think of it, the moment is gone and the lesson is gone. Okay. Because when we uphold boundaries and consequences, It is really important, especially with a toddler's attention span, that this is all being very clear to them. And so we already have that system in place. So more to come on that. Number seven, make a routine or action out of something that is difficult for your toddler so they can learn to cope and they have the exposure. So that is if and when it's appropriate. So, you know, if you're toddler is just struggling with sharing and it's just super challenging, 
you can make that into part of their routine that they share. And this is really important or give them exposure. If they have a sibling, you can maybe find a toy or a game where it's one where they have to share it. And you can do many moments with that. It doesn't need to be this big, long thing. I would make these short and little wins, especially if it's something they're having difficulty with, like, you know, playing and sharing with a toy where it's interactive. Maybe it's a game, like putting little coins in a piggy bank and they're taking turns. Make that really short, really short so it can be successful because the longer the time that you're going to have with that, the more chances are we are going to run into difficulty and possibly a meltdown. So that is one strategy right there. Number eight, recognize attention-seeking behavior your reaction will fuel the behavior. So this is a fascinating topic. I have so much more to say about it. But sometimes when we give our toddler energy from the tone of her voice or our body language, right, that goes back to being calm and reactive, number one. But we're talking about this in number eight, recognizing attention-seeking behavior strongly links to that as well. So it may the behavior may not have started attention seeking but it could become attention seeking so if your toddler hits you and you say stop no hitting and then your toddler all of a sudden now is hitting you and saying no hit no hit so that could be attention seeking behavior and your reaction will definitely fuel that behavior and there are skills and strategies that we can use to figure out how to navigate that. But it's important when we recognize that it is attention-seeking behavior because the strategy will be different. Number nine, finding the teachable moments with your child when they are calm and not upset. Okay, so teaching when a child is upset and full-on meltdown is not going to be helpful. Your child's brain goes offline and they are not there. They're not present to learn. This isn't a time, you know, to try to teach or lecture your child. They're just not even going to hear anything you're saying. We are there to support our child during a meltdown. I actually have a whole meltdown thermometer, which I will love to share with you in another episode. But, you know, I think that it's really important because When we find these things happen, these behaviors, these meltdowns, and a boundary is given, that becomes a teaching moment as well. It's an organic teaching moment as they learn about consequences. All right. And number 10, my very last tip, use proactive strategies, environmental schedules, routines, and by looking for signs, triggers, or temperature readings on how your little one is doing to avoid meltdown. I have way more details on this, on the proactive strategies, and I talk and I break it down into two parts in my free guide. The first part of my guide, I break it down on the younger side of babies, and then I break it down what it looks like in toddlers in my part two of my guide. So this is my 10 best meltdown tips survival guide for babies four months to two plus years. So I really hope that you can check that out. If you go to the show notes, there's a link where you can access that and you just go to my twinmomroadmap.com backslash guides and you can get the full 
free guide that lists these 10 tips for you, but it goes extensively into a lot more helpful tools and information and resources for you there. All right. I'm so happy that we have this very first episode together. I am cheering you on, and I know that we will have a calm home with less meltdowns, and we can get our toddlers to listen in two seconds. And that wraps up another episode filled with tools and insights to help your parenting journey have clarity and ease. Remember, every child is unique, and so is our experience, especially when there's more than one. Keep celebrating those small victories and learning along the way. I'm Heather, your Twin Mama Guide, and until next time, here's to raising skilled, self-regulated toddlers who listen, learn, and love. Take care and see you soon.